Welcome back to A Journey with Dante and our look into Dante's life and the divine comedy. And today we're going to look at two different things. It's still in the Purgatory, so it's in Purgatory 9 and Purgatory 2. So first with Purgatory 9. This might be one of the main transition points in the whole of the trilogy. This is the point where we get to the gate, the, like the real gate or the gate to the Purgatory proper. You have the angel sitting there with two keys and you have the gate with the three stairs. And we just wanted to add uh, one little thing here that this, um, first of all, it's, it's a change not only in the purgatory, it's also for the whole comedy that it changes into a spiritual realm from that point. Uh, and it's just kind of gradually warming up more and more towards a further transition in the Garden of Eden and then also the whole transition all the way through the third book of the Paradiso. Uh, but there's just one interesting point we were, we were reminded of this week is that the nature of purgatory is very different. It's, it's contrasting in so many ways with the Inferno. But one of the really important points here is that we are being um, kind of drawn into the story and the things that are happening in purgatory. So we're becoming participants of the journey while the pilgrim and then indirectly us as readers are more observing everything in the inferno. But then when you get into purgatory, it sort of it kind of warms up from the from the shores, the beach, and then the anti-purgatory, and then from Purgatory 9, it becomes also our own journey. And it uh, it kind of it uh, motivates us or or uh, seduces us or forces us, all depending how you see this, to start thinking about these issues more deeply for yourself about the different virtues and vices and the sins and how to um, and like these ways of of rebalancing and also the atonement and the penance and 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 if pride or if wrath is is an issue how how like first of all what is the consequences but also what is the source and root of it and how can that be changed and sometimes it's also something that can be turned into a big positive instead so this is something that Dante he's he's doing it slightly in inferno in the eighth circle in the middle there with uh, with the demons on the bridge that we are suddenly drawn into it because Virgil is suddenly relating very differently to the pilgrim and that also changes the feeling of reading it that we're kind of sucked into the action and this deception from the demons in the in the middle of circle 8 kind of the <laughs> the center of the heart of the circle of fraud. Uh, but then, in the positive sense, this comes much more in the whole of the purgatory. And it, it kind of it pulls us in and then it makes us think in a different way as well. At least that is what Dante is in many ways trying to do with the way that he's writing it. So, this is a... Uh, it could be a helpful way of understanding um, even more what is happening in, in Purgatory 9 as the transition point. And it's also invoking so many big things at once, both with the dream and with Lucia, kind of the light and the mythology examples that he's invoking as well. So this is one of the most, kind of the most important, most transitional and biggest cantos in the whole work. 
when it comes to the kind of process of changing throughout the comedy. Okay, so that was Purgatory 9. And then we are... Um, we found yet another <laughs> nice commentary. This is by John Sinclair. It's written in 1939. Um, it has some really nice both translations and commentary. And um, just wanted to look at the beginning here. It's interesting because it's um, he's catching the opening very well, but he's also translating somewhere in between poetry and prose or in between poetry and, and fiction. So uh, sometimes people put, like in English, it's put really into a strict rhyme form. So, and then other people have gone all the other, like far the other way and just writing it as, an, as a novel instead. Uh, but this one is somewhere a little bit in between. Know, two-thirds poetry, but then also a bit like just the storytelling. And uh, we're going to read a little excerpt to just... In the opening, you had this percorrer migliori acque alza la vela umai la navicella del mio ingegno. So uh, I'm rising well, to to go through better waters. Uh, I'm rising now the the sails of the little boat of my and then the Italian word is ingegno. And then sometimes it's translated with my poetic powers, and in this one, it's translated with my wit. And that is in some ways closer because the Italian word means something like your intellect or your mind. So the little boat of your mind, but it's a little bit also kind of the the little boat of kind of your, uh, both your intellectual and spiritual experience of what is happening in your mind. So it's kind of that it's describing the whole journey as something that we are experiencing in our minds and now that boat of the experience of the reading will now turn towards better waters and then the, the sails are are being kind of he's putting up the sails and then it goes both to like how we will perceive it and also the approach from which Dante is writing this so the translation from Sinclair is to course over better waters, the little bark of my wit now lifts her sails, leaving behind her so cruel a sea. And I will sing of that second kingdom where the human spirit is purged and becomes fit to ascend to heaven. So uh, in, in many ways, it's, it's um, this kind of sentences are really good to convey some of the feeling of the Italian original. So it, it's kind of, a bit shorter than many other people would do if you start writing it out as fiction, but it still has that that uh, that lighter feeling that also makes it deeper. And it just the last of the first paragraph, since this is so nice. <laughs> but here, let poetry rise again from the dead, O holy muses, since I am yours. And here, let Calliope rise up for a while and accompany my song with that strain which smote the ears of the wretched pies so that they despaired of pardon. So then Calliope is the leader of the muses, the muse of epic poetry. But then we also had a really uh, great point here about what is happening in, in the second canto with the shores, the beach, and then that Casella, the friend of Dante, is 
This is just like a bit of an extra point, but it's, it's uh, really important as well because this is the element of philosophy in the climb of the purgatory. Because Casella is singing from one of Dante's poems, uh, Amore che nella mia mente ragiona, which is then in uh, talking about lady philosophy. Like the love that is, is talking, reasoning, working in my mind. And that is philosophy. So Dante is invoking when those hundred plus souls are coming to the beach. Also the, the role and importance and the love of philosophy, but also how it is distracting him. <laughs> so then that's when Cato comes and say, what are you doing, you lazy souls? Get to work. Which is a little self-reference for Dante that he felt that he wasted a, a, portion, of, a portion of his life too much to philosophy and then forgetting the spiritual part and 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 the divine part that had been opened in him through the experience of the love to Beatrice at a younger age. So um, he's putting that little dynamic between the love of philosophy and the love of the spiritual together in in a very short little scene, kind of in one tercet. So that's just a a little reminder that he, we are also, um, it's not admiring, but but uh, being appreciative of the role of profane and pagan philosophy in the purgatory and in the divine comedy as um, something positive, a good step, uh, also in many ways a foundation, but then there is something beyond it which starts in the purgatory at the shores of purgatory. So that's yet another way that the intervention there from Cato is just marking this shift of, of focus that now we are moving beyond this. Even though it's very pleasant, it's beautiful, it's, uh, it's like this nice feeling of friendship and just getting lost in the beauty of this song. But then there's also time to move on and move beyond and up <laughs> of the mountain. Okay, so that was about 10 minutes. Uh, we're going to stop this one here. I hope some of this was interesting. We're going to try to put in some little kind of uh, small things that we find here and there now that we're looking into more new Italian commentaries and also even more English older commentaries. And uh, this is such a big work. So there's, there's usually always something new and interesting to find when, and from a different approach to the whole work. Okay, so with that, uh, hope some of this was interesting and see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to A Journey with Dante. If you enjoyed some of this, you can listen to the other episodes or also go to our YouTube channel, which is called A Journey with Dante. And you can also support us and get extra materials at patreon.com slash ancientworld. Thank you so much for listening and see you again in another episode.